flipping the script from Wednesday to Thursday. Today we'll be diving into the VMI defense and what to expect this weekend in Raleigh. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Thursday episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And much like we just discussed in the open there, we touched on the VMI key debt offense yesterday mm-hmm. in the Wednesday episode. Now we're going to be transitioning into what they bring to the table on defense. Of course, we need to preface this by saying this is the week for NC State's offense to hit the ground running. We want to see all this hype that we've been hearing over the summer of an elite, dynamic, moving part offense that gets the ball into the hands of the playmakers, and from there, they go wild. This is the week to see that. Of course, the most important part of this, like we also mentioned yesterday, execution, doing the little things correctly to get that done. But we want to see offense and a lot of it this week against VMI. I am, once again, an NC State fan, seeking a more explosive offense. No, but seriously, the key that defense is um, they're, they're, you know, it's rough. Yeah. Let's just be honest. They're, they're not a very talented group. They have maybe two players that I could see um, FBS teams knocking on their door saying, Hey, you know, I mean, anytime you're ready to get out of that military school, come talk to us, you know? And, and uh, I, if we struggle with those two players, we deserve what we have coming just, just with all due respect. And I don't want to jump the gun and get into those players, but this defense is not, um, you know, the more I look at them, the more I'm like, mm, I can see exactly how y'all went one in, what was it? One in 10 or one in 11. Last they were year? one in 10 last year. Yeah. I, I watched those games and I see exactly how you went one in 10 last year. Yeah. I mean, doing a little bit of do, do, I can never say that word. Due Doing diligence. a little bit of due diligence. Proper due diligence. Um, I have, man. I have written down some. I've written down four players. Uh, I, I'm assuming the two that you had in mind are probably going to be named here. I'll start with their linebacking core. Their two leading tacklers are in the linebacking core. They are Evan Eller, who is the leading tackler with 20 tackles uh, through two games, and the other is Eric Rankin. Not far behind Eller, he has 18 tackles, also has a sack. So we just mentioned being more explosive. We talked a lot about the running game getting going as well. It's going to be interesting to see how these linebackers for VMI will stack up against our run game that is needing to show something here, something positive here, as it's been a bit of a struggle so far. Absolutely. And not only that, how they contain our tight ends. I mean, Juice Vereen was the leading receiver in uh, in last week's game. And 
I have a sneaky suspicion that the tight ends will be utilized more going forward with some of the drop problems that we saw wide and the fact that the probably best guy out of the tight end group in terms of just sheer talent, in terms of like ceiling, is a freshman. But you got two guys who've played a ton of ball that are also Johnny on the spot, reliable type guys in uh, Trent Penix and Chris Tootle that need to play. They need to not only play, they need to be targeted. They need to be, you know, we, again, we just saw it. We just saw a team say, hey, tight ends can win your football game through the air. So, you know, we we definitely need to get into that. And, and so um, if we allow them to run straight downhill and all that, even still, I don't, I don't think that this linebacker core is talented enough to win that game for them, but we do need to make it hard on them. Yeah, and then touching on uh, the defensive line here, to just be straightforward here, not a whole lot to write home about. Um, their top defensive lineman is Jeffrey Spate. He has eight yep. tackles and a sack and a half. So he's been pretty active so far in two of their games. Really not much going on with the rest of their defensive line. So looking for our offensive line to be – you know, imposing their will this week. You know, we talked about, I thought they did better than expected against Notre Dame as we highlighted them so heavily after the struggles up at UConn. Continued success, and especially against a lesser opponent this week, is something we have to have. Yeah, Jeffrey Spate is a guy that's very interesting because I'm wondering, like, why are you still at BMI? He was all SoCon as a uh, true freshman, I believe, last year. And that kind of begs the question of, you know, with the new transfer portal and how smaller schools are basically feeder schools into the bigger programs, I'm surprised that nobody's knocked on Jeffrey Spate's door. Like, yes, I know that he's listed at 6'1", 275, and that's that 6'1", is a little generous. But with that being said, the boy can go. He can absolutely get it done in terms of uh, in terms of explosiveness off the edge and in terms of doing something special. So our tackles need to be ready for this game. I, I need our tackles to be aware that they have to show up uh, for this game because if not, it could get ugly quickly. Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, on top of all of this, this is not a game that you want to look embarrassed in either. Yeah. You don't want to let a VMI team that was 1-10 last year that hasn't really looked impressive at all this year either, if they're able to come into Raleigh and make us sweat for maybe a quarter or two, that's mm-hmm. a bad look. Even if we do win by 40 points, you want to win every rep against a team like a VMI here. So the the attention to detail and just being the better team because we are the better team, that's what we need to be seeing in all facets of the game on Saturday. But wrapping up this conversation on VMI's defense here, their top defender is in their secondary. Of course, this will be interesting to see what our pass game looks like. But his name is Alex Oliver. He is a safety. He's actually widely considered one of the top defensive backs at the FCS level. Uh, He was first team all SOCON last year. He's consistently ranking near the top in the SOCON in PBUs. He already has an interception this year. So, you know, he's going to be looking to anchor down their secondary. It's going to be up to Brennan Armstrong and the wide receiving core, who, again, another group, they need to prove themselves uh, consistently here in this game to show that they they do have what it takes to have a solid season as some of the struggles have started to raise some eyebrows. Yeah, and Alex Oliver is a corner that has a little bit of everything. Yes, he's a little thin and wispy, but he's six feet tall. He's wiry strong, and he has a sense of how and where to play the ball that is, I'm not going to say it's supernatural, but it's it's very developed. 
I'll say that much. It's very developed. Uh, you can tell that he played receiver or something in high school because you can tell that he he has a good feel uh, for where the ball is in there and how to play the ball. But with that being said, you know, that's one guy. It's it's one guy. Yeah. Like, you know, again, this is VMI. Let's if if we have to come on here and eat crow on Monday. Or actually, I'm sorry, now we're doing post-game shows, so we have to come on here and eat crow Saturday evening. Um, heads need to roll immediately. If if we have to come on this program on Saturday evening and discuss a loss to VMI, I will eat the hat you currently see on my head. I will cut it up and eat it. Grayson, please. Please, I'm no, warning you. There's no I've, way we. Lose I've had game. another host already say something like that. The host on Locked On College Football Live said he would cut his big toe off if if Duke beat Clemson. Please, please. This is my yes. this is my favorite hat. I will eat it if we lose to VMI. Grayson, I don't want to see you having to air fry that hat all because we refuse to give Michael Allen the ball. I don't want to see that happen. I, I, happen. That's not something I want to see. But, no, I I do agree. I think that this is a game that we should win handily. I think that there's a chance that they keep it close early if we're really messing around playing. But if we're we're doing what we're supposed to do uh, in terms of, you know, taking this game seriously, preparing the right way, getting ready for this team, not looking ahead because we're not a team that's good enough to look ahead at the moment, uh, this should be a fairly easy one. Yeah, we we should not have any struggles – really on either side of the ball, but the offense, because they are getting all of the buzz, all the, you know, the main portion of the spotlight is on the offense. They need to come out and impose their will on a lesser defense who has struggled even uh, with teams at the FCS level. So this, this has to be a get right opportunity for the offense. And we're certainly looking forward to them doing so. It should also be a get right uh, for the defense because no more 70 plus yard runs opening up the season with back-to-back games of 70 plus yard runs is insane. So I know we got to pay some bills around here, but it should not just be a get right game for the offense defense. We need to see that 2024 back in here. We need that old thing back. Please. And thank you. Of course. And then just a second here, we're going to do the inverse of yesterday. We're going to touch on who we think needs to take a step up. Uh, in the current Wolfpack defense. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our first sponsor today is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping you have access to the medication in the middle of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout. JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code locked on L O C K E D O. All right. And now that inverse of yesterday's conversation and talking about who we want to see, take a step forward in the offense. We're now going to talk about who we want to see, take a step forward in the defense. Kenton, I'll let you go first again. 
Well, I'm probably going to take your guy here, but um, we'll see. Our linebackers have been a little underwhelming if their last name isn't Wilson. And so, um, you know, I'm a Pistons guy and there's just something about the name Cade right now. It's it's doing us right. And uh, with that being said, I need more of Cade for him. I need him. I, I need him to be in the place to be. He has been Johnny on the spot. And with all due respect to, uh, I believe it's Devon Betty, I, I and Jalen Scott as well, I have not seen enough to keep Fordham off the field. I have not. I have been, just being completely honest, I have been very disappointed with uh, with with Betty's play. Just being completely honest. I, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this team and I'm going, all right, this this is gonna if this is gonna be an Achilles heel, then it shouldn't be us going down without at least trying some different things. And Kay Fordham, he may not be the same athlete that Betty is. I don't know. I on tape he looks like the same, if not better, level, but he's where he's supposed to be. And in the words of G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. He has that half of the battle down. Yeah, no, I was very impressed. I touched on this yesterday. I was very impressed in what I saw out of Cade Fordham in the Notre Dame game. He looked fast. He looked aggressive. Yes. And he was plugging yes. up a hole at a moment's notice. So, yeah, I, I, I certainly – I like this take. This actually was not the guy I picked, so I, I will have a different answer or two. But Cade Fordham is an excellent answer. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Devon Betty and Jalen Scott, if you haven't felt like you've heard their name very often, I think it's because that hasn't been said very often because Peyton yeah. Wilson – has just been cleaning up virtually everything. So, yeah, I would like to see more from Devon Betty. I would like to see more from Jalen Scott. It's an excellent answer. But, again, not my answer, so I will now give you mine. I actually have two. My first is Savion Jackson. And now I understand he missed game one due to maybe some lingering injury. But I also understand that he's not exactly the, the defensive lineman that will take over a game per se. He's more disruption, not so much everything that shows up on the stat sheet. But I'm going to say this almost as like a challenge to Savion here. He has the number nine jersey. That's mm-hmm. a storied uniform jersey jersey number at NC State. And especially yeah. in a game like this one against VMI, I want to see Savion come out and just dominate. We've seen what Davin Van can do. CJ Clark is now healthy. He's been in the mix. I want to see Savion Jackson look like we have not seen Savion Jackson look before. I want to see him come out hungry, make a massive difference in this game, and build some momentum before we get into ACC play. All right. Demanding the raising of the roof. I like it. I like it. You know, I will say this. I was not overly critical of Savion Jackson's first game back because I'm I'm never going to, you know, say, hey, a guy fresh off injury needs to show up and be great in game one. However, I do agree that, you know, he's one of the leaders of this team. He's going to be seen as as one of the elder statesmen on that defense. And elder statesmen got to do their elder statesmen thing. They have to do that thing to where nobody should want to nobody should do should be aiming to do more than their job. Right. You should do your job first and then whatever um, else next. But with that being said, when you're in that seniority, when you're in that kind of there's some clout, there's some recognition behind you, it's kind of a a must that you not just do your job, but you dominate in your job. And so I I understand where you're coming from a thousand percent with Savion Jackson there. 
Absolutely. And then my second answer here, I guess more so of an answer because of the news that we got this week with Jakeen Harris going down for the rest of the year. Bishop Fitzgerald will more than likely be taking over the bulk of that role uh, in relief. So, you know, he was the, I believe he was the number one Juco safety uh, on his way into NC State. So let's see it, man. You're now in the spotlight. This is a big step up to take uh, to make that game translate from the Juco level to the ACC level. So, you know, mentioned it. We're very confident in this, in the depth of the secondary I'm very confident in all of the things I've heard about Bishop Fitzgerald. He he spoke a little bit about a missed tackle, a key missed tackle in that Notre Dame game, just kind of pushed the tight end and sort of instead of wrapping up and completing the tackle. So he, you know, he understands the the difference that he needs to be making here. He understands the step forward that he has to take. So all I have to say is, well, let's see it then. The time is now yours. Let's see it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is Safety is the last line of defense, especially in this defense, especially in this defense where you're constantly, you know, folks are just there's there's a new dog. It seems like every week new dog is terminology for blitz, folks. But anyway, seems like there's a new blitz coming in every week, which means that you're either going to be looking at cover one or cover zero. That means that you at you as a safety will be targeted a lot. You as a safety will have to make a lot of, of plays in space. Can you do that? Can you handle that? That's that's the question here. Because if he can, if he can make plays at a high level, we'll be just fine. This defense will return to form in no time. If he can't, congratulations. More plays like we've seen already. More Katie Dids at the doorstep for running backs of opposing teams. Uh, and, you know, strike up the band. I don't know what VMI's fight song is, but fight Kedet's fight is what I, they'll be screaming in the end zone. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to hear it on Saturday. I that's do fair. not want to hear that fight song. That's fair. That's fair. I agree. Just like yesterday, make sure you're putting your comments in the comment box. Who would you like to see more out of out of this defense? Uh, and of course, if you're following us on Twitter as well, reply to the tweet, uh, our, our podcast episode tweet. A couple of you did today. Thank you so much for doing so. Reply to that tweet. Let us know who you would like to see take a step forward in this NC State defense. In just a minute, I want to touch on some historical facts that I found. Uh involving this VMI NC State series that you might find interesting after another quick word from our sponsor. College football season is here and this season. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. We include insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, especially because our very own Kenton Gibbs is a part of the national panel. Now, a word from our second sponsor of today, that is Game Time. Make sure that you are not missing out on any events that you want to be going to because of the hassle to get tickets last minute. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, you name it, they got it. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you you find tickets in the same section and row for less, 
Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress using Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account, use redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, rounding out our Thursday show here. Actually found a super interesting article from the News and Observer detailing the extensive history you might not know about between VMI and NC State in football. Kenton, without knowing or without looking this up, when would you think the first time we've ever played VMI was? What year? 1930 or 20-something? I thought it was the 20s. The answer is 1895 was the first time that we played VMI in football. That's incredible. But what's Over an maybe- entire century before, cash money records took over from the 99 to the 2000. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. What maybe even more impressive than that, and there aren't many things, it's been 77 years since the last time we've played VMI. That was in mm-hmm. 1946. So if any of you have seen the movie Oppenheimer over the summer, the next time that you watch it, just picture NC State playing VMI somewhere in Eastern America during the same time they're trying to configure a nuclear bomb. But there's been 13 different U.S. presidents since the last time we've played them in 1946. There's been 12 different NC State head football coaches here in Raleigh. And now here's the extensive list since the first time the series began. Uh, The first aircraft flight in 1903, shout out the state of North Carolina. The Wright, Wright brothers, brothers, the Wright, Wright brothers. brothers. Yeah. Shout out the Wright brothers. Uh, Wright both brothers. world wars took place between now and the first time we played VMI. The invention of the television. If you're going to watch NC State take on VMI on the CW network, the television yeah. was invented in 1926. We were playing VMI long before that. Was the radio right. invented? Within? Were they? Were they? Were they read it off on radio back then? Was there somebody? I and the Galpin Ghost has the ball. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Gary Hahn on the radio. I don't think he was around then, but he, I, I highly doubt it. Uh, the uh, the radio was around similar times. We've had mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six states became states since the first time we played VMI. Those were Utah in 1896, Oklahoma in 1907, New Mexico and Arizona in 1912, and, and Alaska Hawaii. and Hawaii. Yeah. In 1959. Crazy. Uh, the sinking of the Titanic took place. If you were watching uh, the sub, the, the infamous sub series that took place in the month of June, the rise and fall of Ocean Gate over the summer, the sinking of the Titanic took place in 1912. And if you believe this happened when they say it did, the first man on the moon in 1969 has taken place since the first time we played VMI. So, a little bit of history, but maybe the, the the negative part of this history, VMI leads the all-time series 11-7 to seven with one tie. Oh, there have been a lot of great historical moments there. I think that the, that was from a different time when teams then People, you got to put it into context. The NCAA has not existed for that long. Like, there has not been this emphasis on football or basketball. That's... That's new. In in the course of like human and university history, these things are fairly new. 
So with that being said, I'm not really all that surprised that a military institute beat us because remember back in the day, Army and Navy used to win national championships. I'm pretty sure Roger Staubach went to one of those two. I believe it was what, Navy? Was he a Navy guy or Army guy? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I mean, military institutions that have the dudes because that's back just what they did, right? Smoking cigarettes and drinking bourbon at halftime and enrolling in enlisting and then, in the military. And then for 59 yards. <laughs> that's and the ball that was kind of shaped like a basketball a little bit, not as oblong, not as aerodynamic, you know. It, it was it was just what they did back then. So I'm not really all that surprised by that, especially since this is a a so sparsely played um so sparsely played series that we haven't played since, you know, football's been a thousand or even 10,000 dollar a year business. Yeah, so certainly looking forward to NC State notching their eighth win in this series. Maybe eventually we can even the score and then retake the lead. I honestly don't care. I yeah. honestly don't care. Because here's the thing. There are multiple teams that are down in the series to Harvard, to Yale, True. to Army, to Navy. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, it was a different time. Helmets were soft back then. You know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry to tell you. I'm not going to count that. I'm just not going to count that. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. Yeah, so that'll do it for us here on Thursday. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll be discussing uh, Fan Friday questions and comments. Should have a lot of those as we had a ton of comments over the course of this week. And then we'll be wrapping up our VMI preview, giving some predictions as we roll into game day on Saturday. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with us. On your way out the door, make sure you hit that like button, drop your comments in the comment box so you could potentially be featured tomorrow on fan friday and as always mash that subscribe button as our climb to 700 and beyond increases uh we'll see you all tomorrow until then go pack go pack